elaborate on that a little bit. I just, I just got to know from the guy that's in there, like, what's his deal? He's like, how is he so authentic? And like, I just, I, dude, I don't, like I said, man crush central over here. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you can even see the transition just from a free agency standpoint. You know, we're starting to get like guys who really are attracted to this place. Uh, and that hasn't been the case in a while, you know, here in Detroit. So, you know, Dan gets a lot of credit for that. I just think from a football perspective, man, Dan is like the absolute perfect dude that you want to be the, your head commander of a football team. This week, you know, you, you get a chance. And like I said, I think for Coach Franklin, it means a lot, too, with his record against teams of this nature and stuff like that. Like this is this is, again, another opportunity. Right. And, uh, you know, I. Those opportunities only come around so much. What are you saying to this team? If you're, if you're obviously you're still rocking that four zero in the blue and white. Yeah, I mean it's at the end of the day, it's it's a season defining game. I mean that's the reality. I think, in in my mind, you make the game as big as it is because that that's exactly what it is. And for Drew having that go to guy, and I believe it's it's I, I think I believe it's Tyler Warren, and I don't know if he's verbally coming out and saying that, but I want him to. I want him to say yo. Obviously, if it's not called for him, but, like, I'm beating my guy. It's third and four, five, seven. I got an out, a corner, whatever it is, bro. Throw me that bitch. Bro, like, you do have an everlasting effect on many people, not just fans, coaches, but, like you said, players. Keep that legacy going. It's It's a beautiful thing. And when you go out there and perform and make the magical moments magical in your favor, those big nights like we have or big noon day like we have this Saturday, it makes it all the sweeter when you come up uh, victorious, so. Quarterback sneak, right side, touchdown, and Yo, guys, we got the merch. We have hats, shirts, hoodies, we got it all. Make sure you hit the link in the description, check it out. You guys keep buying the merch, it allows us to produce this pod and continuing to bring you guys dope content. So go check it out, make sure you tag us at State Media PSU. And when you get yours, make sure you shout us out, we'll give you a shout out online. Check it out, looking forward to the support and we appreciate you guys as always. And we're back with the pocket. Got B Bell and my man Jason Cabinda. It's a big week for us. Michigan week. Got a lot to cover. Um, Jay, how you been, bro? It's been a minute. I'm good, man. It's good to see y'all boys doing well, man. I love the pod that y'all got going on. Talking ball, talking about our boys, man. Love seeing our boys go out there and get these dubs, man. We got to get this natty soon. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> you said it. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 but now he's not talking about nothing. He's not talking about any rankings, nothing like that. One I week at a time. What did you say? I said one week at a time. Yeah. yeah. I started off super optimistic. Now nah, we doing it. Play all this year, which I am still confident. But I, let me pump the brakes on the public, you know, outpour of appreciation. <laughs> you got to go out there and execute Saturdays. We'll get into that. But yeah, glad to have you, bro. I know we talked a lot. I know you want to get in this media space. I have been. Well, uh, you're already in it. So, you know, guys that know ball should be the ones talking ball. So I know you're uh, going to hit us hit us with some heat tonight. And how's uh, how's the Lions treating you? Detroit, how's that uh, going on up there? Good out here, man. Again, this thing turned around. The vibe is high. Uh, morale is high. I mean, I just think we got a – we got some really good cooking right here, man. The culture's right. I mean, Dan's got us right. Everybody's mentality's right. Um 
you know, selfless players. Everybody's just doing everything they can to win right now. I think that's a, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing, man. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're riding out some positive energy right now coming out the bye. We're six and two, uh, you know, first in the division. We just, we just got to keep this thing rolling, keep handling business week by week. So. Love it. Bro, Dan Campbell is so like, I feel like he's so throwback and so old school. Like I have the biggest man crush on the guy. I've never met him, but I, like if, if for some odd reasons, like I'd be like, if I could pick and choose where I could play, like coming out, like I'd be like, I'm going to Detroit and playing for yeah. that guy. Like all day long, no questions asked. Elaborate on that a little bit. I just, I just got to know from the guy that's in there, like what's his deal. He's like, how is he so authentic? And like, I just, I, dude, I don't, like I said, man crush central over here. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you can even see the transition just from a free agency standpoint. You know, we're starting to get, like, guys really are attracted to this place. Uh, yeah. And that hasn't been the case in a while, you know, here in Detroit. So, you know, Dan gets a lot of credit for that. I just think from a football perspective, man, Dan is, like, the absolute perfect dude that you want to be the, your head commander of a football team because that, that's really what it feels like, you know. Like, type of dude that will motivate you from a standpoint of want to run through a brick wall. I mean, he's he's got the juice. He brings it every single day. He's the same guy every day. Uh, he's honest, you know, you don't get a whole lot of, in the league, you know, whether it's front office, whether it's coaches, whether the case may be, you know, you don't get a whole lot of honesty and transparency and like mm-hmm. Dan will keep it 100% real. Like that's just who he is. Like he doesn't care for the theatrics. He doesn't care for the politics. Who's the best is who's going to play. And at the end of the day, every decision that ends up being made is going to be for the best of the team. And, you know, everybody sees it because he lives it every day. Uh, so I, I just think the vibe is so right, man. Dan's so awesome. He's juiced up. I mean, you heard him in his, like, one of his first press conference. He has, like, eight espressos every morning and freaking, like, hella coffees on top of that. I mean, the dude's just, he's juiced all the time. But the one thing I will say, though, is I feel like the authenticity, right? Like, I feel like some guys get that job and they get in that seat and it's like perfect, perfect, perfect. And they preach this whole setting, but like football is an imperfect game. And I feel like the way he talks about it, like he wants you guys to just go and like, let it all hang out. And like, I feel there's a huge uh, advantage to having a head coach that breeds that confidence into every single player. And he knows ball too. So it's not like just some guy that's like a rah, rah, cheerleader guy. Like he knows ball, but he like breeds confidence in the fact that like, like you don't have to be perfect. Like I just need you a hundred percent pedal to the metal. If you make mistakes, we'll coach it. If you keep making mistakes, then it's kind of on you. But like, I feel like he breeds that kind of type of confidence. And that's something that across the league, I don't, I don't think exists. And I, I, I just love that for him. And that's why I think to your point, like he wins the locker room over in that manner. And then just guys want to play for him. Yeah, no, that, that's, exactly, that's exactly how Dan is like. To me, like Dan's thing is like consistency. Like he wants to be able to know that, you know, you're the same player, whoever he puts out there, like he can trust that person because he knows exactly who they are every single day down in and down out. You know, to him, it's like if he if he knows that, he knows the energy you're going to bring. He knows how you're going to play. Like the rest can be corrected. The rest can be coached. Right. But from a mentality standpoint, right. you know, from an energy standpoint, from a Effort. You're going to be consistently who you are, what you're good at. We know you're good at it, and you'll continue to go out there and do that good. We'll work. We'll, we can work with you. So um, that's been his mantra, and you can just tell that that's that's the vibe, and that's the case with the type of players that we have on, on both sides of the ball. I love it, bro. Sure. So who are you talking next week? L.A.? L.A. L.A. Chargers, baby, at L.A. Cool. So they road trip. Week, huh? I said they got a short week. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Shoot, um, I remember um, working on Hard Knocks two seasons ago. I remember we talked about it, Jason. Kind of got to peek behind the blinds of what was going on, even a little bit more than, you know, what was put on HBO. But I was saying the same thing. I was texting you like, yo, 
they had a clip of you like locked in on the uh, on his speech, you know, <laughs> Jason had the eyes going. I'm like, yo, I feel that too. Like I'm behind the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I need to run down on kickoff or something. Man. <laughs> add on to the uh, Campbell, you know, praise. I he definitely seen genuine everything that I've seen, and uh, the front office, you know, GM, Holmes doing their thing. Man. I love Brad, man. Brad's freaking awesome. Like seriously, Brad is awesome. Football he's needs always, guys like he's that. He's always around. He's always involved. He's always at practice. You know, there's not. He's not a ghost GM, you know. There's right, some, yeah, yeah. Like some of the people in the front office who make really big decisions are just really ghosts that you just never see. Yeah. Like, nah, like everybody here is involved from all the way to the top with Sheila, all the way to to you know Brad and then Dan. So we mm-hmm. we got it. We got it going the right way here, man. That's awesome, man. Like I said, football needs more guys like that. Let's um let's shift it over, Jason. Give me your give me your uh, give me your state of the union for Penn State football this year. State of the Union uh, for Penn State football. I mean, from a former got- player <laughs> watching from the league, what's your what's your what's your what's your thoughts, dude? To me, uh, I mean, we got all the talent, man. I feel like we're loaded, you know, on, on both sides of the ball. I, I, I love one staple of this team that I really love that I don't feel like we've had in past years is our offensive line. I mean, mm-hmm. our O line, like is really, really solid. I mean, they're the type of O-line where we can really lean on. And, like, you even saw that in the Iowa game. Like, we kind of Iowa to Iowa, which was yeah. like, you know, that, that, that's kind of <laughs> – that doesn't happen for us. So, to, to see that, um, I think it's been awesome. Obviously, you've got Drew. You know, he's a young quarterback. I think he's growing every week. Um, I would love to see him continue to gain more confidence and continue to see the – the OC gave more confidence in him to really be able to take over a game because he can. You know, you've seen some of the dots and some of the throws that he's made. I mean, he, he has all the talent there. Um, yeah. Obviously, we got a stable of running backs right now that are dogs. I mean, I love seeing Nick Singleton and Katron run that ball, man. Those dudes are tough. Nick is fast as hell. Katron's that bruiser. I mean, he had a, a Marshawn Lynch-esque run in that Maryland game. I mean, yeah. he got tackled at like the 10 and, and we just kept turning the feet all the way into the end zone. I mean, that's an attitude play I love. I love that's the kind of stuff that gets me fired up. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm loving what I see, and then our defense, man, is just tenacious. I love our defense. I mean, Manny Diaz got those guys cooking right now. I mean, we just have so much depth, really, across all positions from the D line, keeping the D line fresh, DBs. I mean, we got that. You know, Manny Diaz uses that that prowler package with the, with the seven DBs. I mean, mm-hmm. we're only able to do that because we have so many guys that really understand the playbook, are all on the same page. You know, those kinds of things. So. We got the right team. I think the biggest thing for me to see from this team at this point of the season would probably be um, because of the fact that they're young. I just want to see that we're going to grow and continue to mature. I want to see this team grow up throughout the season. I think that's one of the biggest things that every team really has to do every year is game by game. Are, are we going to be able to learn from our mis- our mistakes from the Ohio State game, from the Indiana right. game? Are we going to make sure that our confidence doesn't waver at all? You know, are we going to make sure that in the big moments, the, the lights aren't too bright? You know, those types of things. So um, I- I'm excited for this team. And I think even if this year isn't necessarily the year, I mean, we're bringing almost everybody back. I mean, this is going to be a team to be a force to be reckoned with for a little while now. So, I love it. Man knows ball, especially yeah. Penn State ball. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like it. You're a little more optimistic than I think what the mainstream media is, and I think B and I have been on that same page. Like everything's still in front of us, and and I think yeah. when you look at the season from a microcosm, people focus so much on the Ohio State game. And I said this about how I evaluate really good teams, right? Like I evaluate them by their by their Floor. If a, if a team at their floor is still competitive or winning games, even if they're not playing well, like 
I, I put enough confidence in the fact that all these kids are still kids. You're talking yeah. 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids. Like it's hard to get them to play very, very, it's not like the league, bro. Like you, teams, teams grow. You see the Bengals catching fire. Like they grow consistently and there's, there's expectations and they can meet those, but these kids are dealing with a lot of stuff. They're still juggling a lot of balls. So it's like, for me, when I'm watching teams, I look at their floor our floor dropped significantly in the Ohio state game compared to what we had done up into that point. Mm-hmm. And then we come out against Indiana a little sluggish. I talked about it with Maudie when I got to talk to him last on last week's show. Like it was like, they kind of like, they almost let Ohio state beat them twice. They were, you could mm-hmm. still feel a vibe. He was on the, he was on the sidelines that it was just a hangover, yeah. like a bad hangover from that. But then I think this week they really blossomed and did everything that you talked about. They showed the growth. They made the corrections. They did what they were supposed to do. We talked about last week, like, what are we looking to see for the rest of the season, especially leading up to this Michigan game? Like, this Maryland game needs to be a statement game. Yep. And I think we checked that box, you know? No doubt. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. uh, I went down there, and we physically, you know, put it on those guys. And as Jay said, you know, still room to mature, you know, tighten things up for sure. But as we talked about last week, you know, when it comes down to the playoff decisions, when we get to that point, what did these games look like? Was it, you know, 28 to 27 and we, we squeaked away a win against Maryland or not? Nah, we, we put it on them boys. I mean, we physically leaned on them. The size difference was, was uh, obvious. You know, I had guys, you know, regular fans sitting behind me. You could tell, like, never really been to a game or it's like, oh, the, the guys in white, they, they look a lot bigger than the, than the other team. Like, look at, look at 84, look at 44, you know, tight ends. And I think, you know, just goes to talent, man. The talent is there confidence keep coming along and then it comes to the execution making it happen yeah yeah jason what do you got did you watch any of that i think to me yeah i, I did watch the game um especially uh even before we got on watch a, a little bit more of the highlights uh i think to me what was the most impressive about that game is i thought we were gonna struggle with a running quarterback like talia True. so to see to see us um put on that pressure on him down after down after down. I mean, the defense was super relentless. And, you know, they, they had some big but, plays. Don't get me wrong. Go ahead. But but that's a testament, right? Like, early in the season, B and I talked about this. Like, our defensive line specifically, like, they're so athletic. They they expose gaps. And if you're going to – if you have a guy who can move like that, and I'm, now I'm kind of talking your guys' language, but I want to tee you up. If you have athletic guys up front, you can tend to get a little deeper than you think, but that creates lanes for guys like that to step up and, and have yards, especially if you're exposing yourself with some man on the back end or some blitzes. Like, it exposes big things. Like, that's growth right there in a defense that, like, you really are sitting there going, like, it's the number one defense in the country, top five defense in the country. Like, where else can they grow? Right. To your point, seeing a running quarterback like that or a guy who has the athleticism to hurt you – they showed a ton of discipline and chop chop didn't even play again. You know what I mean? One of our best guys. So it's like, that's, that's growth. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think that's something that can be elaborated on specifically with that unit. Yeah, no, no doubt. And even as I watched the game, uh, you know, you notice there's a, there's a ton of five man pressures. I mean, Manny was setting our, our Mike linebackers up the a gap the whole time. So you could tell he was really trying to cover up all the gaps and kind of also eliminate yep. from that, um, you know, perspective, but it was good to see. I mean, the DBs played well as usual. I mean, that's the strength of our team is our DBs back there. And they, they had some big plays and obviously, you know, they're talented too. They're going to have some, but I thought the biggest thing is when they did have big plays is we didn't hit the panic button. 
Right. It was, okay, right. next play. You know what I mean? And to be able to do that, especially as a young defense, as a young team, that, that really tells you that, okay, these guys are coached well. These guys got the right mentality. Okay, next play, let's lock in. So I, I love seeing that. Yeah, and then offensively, B, B made the bold prediction of, of Drew's postgame pressure against Ohio State. It was kind of his, uh, his Tim Tebow moment. And uh, came out a little slow against Indiana, but I finished the game strong. And, and just watching him and his maturity, like you have to go through those things as a quarterback throughout a, throughout a season to really get a feel. And like people expect the growth to just be – I'm only speaking from experience right. here. They expect yeah. it to be just leaps and bounds over, but it's never a straight path. It's all, it's yeah. a little bit of up, down, two steps, three steps, now five steps, you know, three. Like it's just, you're going to figure it out. You're going to catch a rhythm. But I really thought he did a great job of facilitating the football. Again, doing what he's done all year from a, from a staying on schedule standpoint and keeping the offense on schedule, taking what they're giving them. But I think he did a much better job of being more comfortable pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. Um, he still needs, I think, some improvement on giving guys chances when he does have true one-on-ones. And that's something that, again, I, I've, that's the only thing I'll say, continue the patience, because he'll, he'll figure that out as, as he gets older and, and starts seeing things and knows right. where, the, where to put the ball in those situations. But, um, you know, the red zone throws that he made um, to Cephas were fantastic. The throw to the throw to Tyler Warren is. I mean, he made a similar throw against to Tyler Iowa. Warren too. To Tyler yeah, Warren too. To Tyler Warren too. Very similar throw. Same concept basically. Um, that's just trusting a guy and like you know those those are the throws that you want to see from a kid. So I think he's really settling in, and I think that that puts us to this. You know, I think the the conversation is now: Can Coach Franklin and can this team ride this momentum? to get over, to get over the hump and beat Michigan. Um, or, or it's not even just Michigan, a, a, a top five opponent at home. And one that ultimately you have to get, if you want to achieve all those goals that we talked about, the playoffs, the big 10 championship, those types of things. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited because everything we just said, you know, and we, you said it last week, the offense took those strides and yeah, it was just one week. But we see that confidence, you know, yeah. the confidence in execution, especially from the young QB. And, I mean, he even kind of mentioned it in his presser this past week, you know, about getting kind of that interception off of him. And I think it just comes down to the kid's so young, we often forget because he is so mature and cool, calm, cool, Joe Cool back there. But he also, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. As yeah. we all know, being players and you, especially Hack as quarterback, that like, okay, yeah, maybe he does feel a little better about just slinging it, you know, letting, letting it rip back there. Because he has the talent to put the ball where it needs to be. And these guys, Tyler Warren, tight ends, you see these inside slants over the middle. He wasn't he wasn't late and behind this week, this past week. You know, I was dotting those up. And that's what we're going to need this week. Because I've been saying it, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, these DBs are grabby, grabby. There's not going to be a lot of separation. There's not going to be a lot of, you know, how you run it in practice and all of a sudden it's wide open. That's the throw. It's, you know eyes, eyes, let it rip, tight window, low and away, whatever it may be, and trust your guys. Trust your guys to get it. And I, that's similar. I think everything I said against Ohio State is very similar to this week, what we need to do offensively at least to win this game. Well, I mean, you're talking you're talking two playoff teams. Um, I think that brings us to a point, and I, I, haven't, I haven't talked on this because, you know, again, 
NCAA is involved, mm. all this stuff. But, um, you know, this, this stuff going on in Michigan, it's, it's, if, if it's what everyone's portraying it to be in terms of forward scouting, getting in like, re, like this is unprecedented. I, we haven't seen it in college football. And uh, I, I'm, re, I, I'm, I'm going to elaborate here as we go, but I'm really curious to hear y'all's takes on, on this scandal that's floating around that theoretically may or may not be true. No one's ever, no one's really coming out and saying anything yet because the NCAA does move at snail's pace, except for when it's Penn state, but I'm not, I'm not bitter or anything, but um, (laughs) we're we're talking about something here that is a violation. If it's true, um, clear violation. And, and no one's really, no one's really uh, being, being quick and swift with these judgments. What's your, what's your take on this? Cause this is, like I said, this is unprecedented in my eyes. I just think at, at this point in time, cause obviously we don't know absolutely everything, but at this point in time, I do think that everybody needs to think of it at least with a basis of knowledge of knowing that stealing signs isn't necessarily like this big, you know, new thing that, you know, has been happening that just started happening. I think like, like at the end of the day, everybody has signals. And like, if you're out there on the field, even when you're out there on the field and you're actually playing, you're hearing the quarterback make an audible, you hear a code word, like you're trying to pick up on what that code word is. Cause it's probably going to come up later on in the game and that can give you an edge on the play. So at all times, you know, you're always trying to find all those little things that might give you the one up on a certain play. So I don't want, to speak on it and people not at least knowing and having that basis that like, Hey, at the end of the day, like a lot of people are always looking at signs to right. try to get us ahead for what to call, et cetera, et cetera. I think when we talk about it, it's now more so an issue of, okay, like how deep exactly did they take that? <laughs> yeah. It's- this is like premeditated. Like you're out there and you, you guys got the, you guys got the shit laminated and you're practicing it and you're sitting yeah. and spending hours in the meeting room leading into the game week. Like, you know, this is cover one. This is when they're going to run right. This is like, and you see some clips, man. Like, I, I you know, I'm not, I'm not judging it. I'm not jumping to ju- judgment here, but you see some clips of the guy going run right, send the house, send the house against right. Ohio State. Right. And sure as yeah. shit, it's an inside zone to the right, and the, the safeties are sitting in corners, and they fucking feel like no other. And yeah. all you need to do is go like this and throw it right over the top. It was a touchdown, but like. That's a competitive advantage. You see the Aiden yeah. Hutchinson, your boy, with with the screen against Nebraska, like yep. on first down. Like no one's yep. going screen first down. That's as an offensive <laughs> guy, you're you're using the screen on first down right. as a change up. Like, yep. eh, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's 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 deep, bro. It's, it seems like every week there's a little bit more and more put out there, pieces of evidence here and there, video evidence. I think the Purdue coach or someone in the presser this past week. To your oh, point of like, past. He yeah, was, he was like, this isn't alleged. Like, we have proof. We all see it. This is the guy. He what, He got fired or took a leave of absence, whatever you want to call fired. it. I think, honestly, I, I'll give you a curveball. You know, when it first came out, it was a lot of hoopla, but like, like Jay said, oh, everyone does it. The coaches don't want to put the mics in the helmets. They don't want to cover the cost of the helmets and all the legalities of what it would take to put mics in the helmets and all that, which is true. And I think maybe this kid, this Connor Stallion, was a fall guy. So maybe he was a plant to maybe finally get that shift to what people want, putting the mics in the helmets. Oh, so you're pulling pulling the tinfoil out here. You're pulling the tinfoil teepee in this right now. Yeah, I don't know, because it all seems so odd and so outrageous. Because you see, like, the the Central Michigan game, like, 
I guess it, it isn't proven yet, but you see yeah. the videos. Like that's wild. How yeah. did he get? How did he get the the gear? The mission, the Central Michigan gear. Where did he get the the sideline? Guys? I mean, Mac was coaching at Michigan. The head coach at Central Michigan was coaching at Michigan with them. So where's Waldo? It's, it's really strange. So part of me is, you know, if you're one of those YouTube, you know, type of people, believe in everything you see, but he could be a fall guy to finally get the shift when everyone's teed up, pissed off. Oh, you know, this happened in 2023. That was a, the straw that broke the camel's back to put the mics in the helmets. That may have been his job the whole time. Maybe he didn't know it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. So let, let me, let me, let me, let me shift this here too. Right. So apparently there was, there's the, the weekly meeting with all the big 10 coaches and the commissioner and all that stuff. And they were, there's, there was a pretty, um, uh, it wasn't unanimous, but it was apparently a substantially leaning towards something needs to be done um, from all of the Big Ten coaches regarding this stuff. But if you guys, if you guys were in this situation, like, what do you think is a a fair punishment for this? And b, you know, is there is there any type of merit to somebody saying like, and it'll never happen? But is there any merit to being like, we're not going to play this football game? Like, we don't know what they have. And I'm not, it's never going to happen. But I'm saying, is there merit to that? If someone were to stand on the table and be like, we're not playing this football game because we don't, we don't know what they have. And if there's a competitive advantage here, like I'm putting my kids in a bad situation. I mean, I'll just say Matt Rule has been that. I know they already played, but he's been that guy that's been like yeah. openly like, no, they, they're wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'll start off to say if it is proven and somehow they can prove you know, quantitatively how much and how far back this goes because who knows, you know, and what games and how much amount of tape, then it could and should get ugly for Michigan. Now, if that means revoking wins and things of that nature, I, I think that in history that's usually what they do to college teams when something like this or scandals happen. This isn't, but this isn't like, you know, paying kids or some shit. Like, like that stuff's been, I mean. Right. Which yeah. that shouldn't mean you revoke wins. If anything revokes wins, it would be a case like this. But but we're talking integrity of the game here. We're talking integrity yeah. of the game. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I don't believe they'll even be able to. I think it ended up being a slap on the wrist. Harbaugh might not even be here in the next few years. That's true. I just hate how extensive it looks. That's my thing. You yeah. know, I, I honestly truly would be ready to be like, look, at the end of the day, like, you know, there's a lot of teams trying to get an edge out here, you know, yeah. like whether it's, you know, paying it a little extra more attention to the, you know, other sideline signals or whatever the case may be. But once I saw the Central Michigan tape, that's when I was like, all right. Yeah. And the Central <laughs> Michigan coach goes in the post-conference after and he's like, nah, this guy's name is not on the sideline pass yeah. list. Like, our people are looking into it. And like, you know, when they tell us, you'll know. Like once I heard that out of his mouth at the press conference, that's when I was really like, oh, no, nah, okay, this this yeah. is kind of this, this is a whole another level of pushing. Wow. In there. And like None you said something great, though, Jason, like you said, this is this is the integrity of the game. Right. And right. I think I speak for all three of us. Like we're, we're football purists here. We, I, I played with both you guys. You guys played with me. We love the game. Respect the game. I think that's a big thing. You respect the game. Game always gives back that type of thing. I just think like from an un, from an unprecedented standpoint, like I've said, this is the first attack on the integrity of football. Like to your point, this stuff has happened. Guys try to get edges. There's chippiness. There's this, there's that. Like everyone understands that. And that's across the board. I mean, baseball, you're trying to pick up on things like everything. You're trying to figure it out to do what you can do to be successful in that point in time. But like when you really truly dig into it 
and it's a it's it's a it's an obvious competitive advantage, and you're you're taking a shot at the football gods, man. Like, yeah, I just have to believe that the football gods are going to get this right and set this right in some way, shape, or form. And I don't know if that's a ass whooping this Saturday. Or, or what? You know what I mean? I'm hoping that's the case for our sake. But um, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping the football gods get this right because if 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 everything is as deep as it is, again, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. But um, my biggest qualm is that it is with the integrity of the game. On the flip side, to dive deeper into the you no know, conspiracy theory of it all, yeah. is I need to if- get- Fucking roll it for Well, if you roll it back enough, they find out there's more hands in the pot with other teams, and they don't want to get their hands dirty in it because they know they may have been guilty, even if it was X amount of years ago. And things, you know, people start getting, you know, uh, the the gavel slammed on them. They'll start ratting and say, "Oh, well, this guy did it. I learned it from this guy in 2011 when I was here." And if that starts to happen, it may get really ugly and. And I think to your point, Hack, you always speak on what the NCAA needs to do as far as moving forward as a as a whole and co- taking college football kind of out of the format it's been for so so long. And that may be the straw that breaks that camel's back into yeah, kind of more of that that realm of college football. Yeah. I'm a conspiracy guy, so I don't know. There you are. <laughs> YouTube rabbit holes. Yeah, it's obvious. We'll now. see, man. I mean, depending. I mean, I think another thing is kind of the the length of how long am I go, you know, yeah. Yeah, this could be an investigation that goes for a long time. So, okay, nothing happens in Michigan. What if they win the Natty this year and everybody's in outrage that they won it because the investigation is still going on. You know, it's just, there's a lot of factors here, a, a lot going on. I, I could see them doing something swift for the sake of, because I think nowadays when it comes to scandals and all these types of things, really everything is just optics. You know, that's right. what yeah. these, whether it's the presence of the university, the Big Ten commissioner, you know, whoever ends up being that's making these decisions, it ends up being optics. So if the outrage is big enough and people are complaining enough, then something has to be done in, in our day of age, the social media age of gratification right now. Everybody has a voice. probably get suspended because if it is true, I don't I just don't see how he couldn't have known. I just yeah. don't see how that's and possible. There's, and there's also something that you said. There's also going to be an asterisk. If, if Michigan goes out and does win a national championship, like it's it, there's there's going to be always a mark on this one, and it's going to be what ifs, and it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting like November. That's for sure. If this Not stuff Harbaugh is still technically under investigation from the previous uh, mishap. I mean, like, just to say optics, it's like, snowballs. And again, like here's my thing. Like that, that whole thing came from like, you know, buying a kid a cheeseburger. And that, like, that was like, from what right, I, right. like, it was like, kids Not can go out and make, make a couple million bucks now. Like who, who cares if you bought a kid a cheeseburger, right? Like that's that. And that's where the NCAA, I think when they prioritize things and they do stuff, it, it's a little bit of a head scratcher to me. Like this one would be all hands on deck for me because again, it's, it's the, you're talking the integrity of the game, right. but yeah. You know, I, I, it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, obviously it's something that Penn State's going to have to handle. Coach Franklin hasn't touched it in his press conference up yeah, until this point, yeah. being the shift to the risk <clears throat> um, stuff like that. So uh, it, it'll definitely be something to keep an eye on if, if there's some absolute perfect play calls and some, you know, situations here. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. But uh, now moving to that, right? Like at the end of the day, Penn State doesn't have control over that. Nobody has control over that. You got to you got to go out and play the game here. Um, 
I, we, we've talked about it. I mean, this is we talked about the Ohio State game being a big one. We we failed pretty miserably in that one. Uh, just speaking honestly, mm-hmm. this week, you know, you you get a chance, and like I said, I think for Coach Franklin, it means a lot too with his record against teams of this nature and stuff like that. Like this is this is again another opportunity, right? And uh, you know, I, those opportunities only come around so much, and right, yeah. for him, it's got to mean a lot. And I think the locker room is starting to realize that it means a lot for him due to the outside pressure um, yeah. that's that's been talked about. So I, I, I'm I'm curious to see what type of Penn State team shows up. I think we're going to find out what type of game it's going to be in the first quarter um, when I'm watching it. Just just mentality juice. It's at home. Thank God. Big noon kickoff. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that, but uh, I think this game needs to be under the lights personally. But um. But that raises a question that I would like to ask Jason, you know, from your perspective, putting your college cleats back on, what's your what's your mindset as a leader? What are you saying to this team? If you're if you know obviously you're still rocking that four zero in the blue and white this week, coming off the letdown and still everything everything is still able and in reach for this season. Yeah, I mean it's at the end of the day, it's it's a season defining game. I mean, that's the reality. I think in in my mind, you make the game as big as it is because that that's exactly what it is. You know, yeah. it's a season defining game, and at the end of the day, it can still put you in position. Um, I think to me, I, I mean, you guys, you remember B like our twenty sixteen team, man. Like the biggest X factor to me in that team was the belief factor. Mm. It was the belief factor. It was I'm absolutely going to lay it down on the line for the man to the left and the man to the right, and I trust the man to the left and the man to the right to do the same. I think if we can go out in this game with that mentality, I truly feel like we can win this game. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to take our most complete game. It's going to take the crowd having an effect on this game. It's going to take us winning the penalty battle, and it's going to take some special teams plays where we get the the right end of the stick on some special teams plays and field position and things of that nature. But if we can do that and control what we can control, Drew can continue to protect the football and not, you know, um, have any turnovers – I absolutely feel like we have a chance to win this game because, like I said, if this can be the type of game where we can impose our will on them and then have the crowd behind us, it can just end up being this mountain that Michigan just can't climb and can't get over a hump. If we can just sustain that momentum, they're going to make plays. There's no doubt about that. But if we can sustain the momentum, sustain the pressure on them, I do feel like this Michigan team can choke. I, I think there's a maturity here too. Like, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Jason, but I mean, when I look at this and I've said this all year about this Penn state team, like the roster, the depth, like all that stuff for me, that's like 2013, 2014, 2015, even a little bit of 2016, you guys were still coming out of that stuff. But like, realistically speaking, since that big 10 championship game, like you've had enough separation from the sanctions to have built a roster. Coach Franklin's done a great job in recruiting. Um, He's had a lot of turnover in some key areas, specifically offensive coordinator, offensive line coaches, some stuff like that. But now he's had two years of of pretty solid consistency there. Uh, The transfer portal has helped. We've been able to pluck a couple guys who can come in and play and be an impact there. The facilitation of that, I don't I no longer say that, like, really anybody we roll out on when it comes to Jimmy's and Joe's is at like a significant advantage over us. Right. So to your point, playing a complete game, 
I'm looking at the maturity of this ball club, right? Like we, t- we talked about like the last three weeks being a little, four weeks being a little bit of a microcosm of the season and it's how high and how low these peaks and valleys have been. Like this is a chance for you to show as a young team, but a team now that's at the end of the day, football's time in football is so much smaller than anything else. Like people don't realize it. Like you can be two weeks, of really good momentum. And next thing you know, you're off and rolling, even if you're a young guy. So for me, it's, it's a maturity game for Penn state. Like I, I don't think they need to play a perfect game. I think they just need to come out and play a really complete game. And when you see games like this, it just comes down to who, you know, who wins those, those 50, 50, you know, interception here, short field here, score a touchdown instead of kick a field goal. Like those types of things in the game define games like this. Again, if the team shows up and we didn't show up in Columbus, that's period. We've covered that. So now we need these guys to wake up. It's game day. And to your point, Jason, this is a season defining game. Like it needs to be preached top to bottom strength staff, head coach, janitor in the last building all week. And these kids need to come out and play. And if they do that, to your point, there's a lot in our favor with the home field advantage. We all know what that's about. Um, and this Michigan team who really hasn't been tested all year. You know what I mean? That's the nice thing about getting the, the Ohio State game out of the way for us is we had the chance to, to go and fail miserably, and we did. Now, now can, can we show the maturity that we learned from that and, and show up on Saturday at noon and be ready? And it's going to be a challenge, but these are the dogs that – you said it before we got on, national, cha- like, national championship. Like that's, that's what the mindset needs to be at Penn State, top to bottom, and be a competitor again on that landscape. Um, and I think we're there from a talent standpoint. Now we just need to get the whole mechanism in yeah. that mindset consistently. Yeah. 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 You guys knocked it out the park, and I'll just add on, sprinkle on. It's that mentality, man. Whether it's we deserve to be, you know, the top dogs in the division, if that's how you want to go about it, which it should be, or just mm-hmm. a sweet, you know, I want to knock these guys off. Why not knock, you know, number, what are they, three? Number three, Michigan off. I'll yeah. boost us up. You know, make you. I, I see this game as for the QB, Michigan QB McCarthy. It could be his Heisman, you know, accelerator, which oh, yeah. we've, we've been a part of, unfortunately, things like that. Remember Ohio State was it 2017 after that game. Uh, R.J. Barrett kind of accelerated his Heisman talk. Or you could yeah, knock that Heisman talk, you know, kick, kick the chair from under it and make yeah, this guy yeah. look like just a regular QB. But those are the type of things in my head as I'm a player, as I, you know, I want to make these guys seem like pedestrians, you know, they're not that special. They get all the praise and this and that we're, you know, we're, we are those dudes and we're going to show you Saturday at 12. So that's just my piece of, you know, confidence to go into this game mentality that dog mentality. Yeah. I think it's all, it's all like out. It's the six inches between our ears. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's where the growth of this program is now is how mentally strong and how much can we ingrain that we're no longer like the wild card in the East. I know that that all that's going to change here now in the next couple of years with the additions and all that stuff. But like, we're no longer just like the redheaded stepchild that comes in there with a stick and and gets a couple (laughs) cheap shots every once in a while. Like we're here to play, you know what I'm saying? We're like, this is, we're here with you. We understand that there's going to be equal distribution. We're going to get got sometimes, but we need to we need to start not getting got as much and start getting right. a little bit here. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just comes, and we talk about it, and I, we always speak from the player's perspective, obvious, but 
that comes on everything you just said on both ends, coaches and players. Jay hit yeah. it on earlier. The confidence in the guys out there to, you know, call those play calls that may be a little more risque or whatever. You know, it comes yeah. on both ends. Coaches got to let loose as well. You guys had that with Moorhead in that 16. Exactly. And I've, I've told yeah. Joe this on, on, on several occasions, like at least offensively, like Joe – didn't give a shit. <laughs> and I love that about him. Like he, he just, he, he shot a shot. And dealt with it, you know, and I think, but you talked about it, Jason, like the ultimate confidence. Like, I think that's coach Franklin's evolution, right? I think from your yeah. point be like coaching now too, like it's coach Franklin's evolution to like those guys in the, in the building and, and the guys making the calls on game day, like need to know that coach Franklin is like, bro, like, shoot your shot. Do not dip your toe in the water. Like we're going to live and die by the, like we're going to live and die by the three. Like it's our chance. It's our time. So he's got a great chance. Right. And it's, I, I can only imagine what it's like being him with all the pressure and everyone talking about the record against, you know, top ranked teams and this and that and the other thing, like at some point in time, you just got to say, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think like this is going to be the type of game where like in the big time moments on the critical downs on the gotta have it moments, we have to be the type of team where we have the players that say in those moments, I want the ball, yeah. put it on, let me do it. Mm-hmm. Instead of having the type of players who are just looking around and we're looking for, okay, who's going to step up? Who's right. gonna, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think those moments are definitely going to come up in, the, in this game and those are going to be the moments really decided like, okay, like this team is the one who came to play. Right. They're, they're going to come to take it. And yeah. I got to come and just hope that it it just lands in their lap and, oh, we're thankful. Nah, right. like, we really took that shit. Right. That's yeah. how it has to be. Shoot, Hack and Deshaun talked about it having, for Drew, having that go-to guy. And I believe it's, it's I, I think I believe it's Tyler Warren. And I don't know if he's verbally coming out and saying that, but I want him to. I want him to say, yo, obviously if it's not called for him, but, like, I'm beating my guy. It's third and four, five, seven. I got an out, a corner, whatever it is, bro. Throw yeah. me that bitch, bro. Like it's funny, dude. Like I was, I was texting Mike today, Gasicki, about dude. just, just he was texting me about some stuff, and um, that came up, and I'm like, bro, like this kid Tyler Warren is a, he's a player, bro. Right. And Mike's like, yeah, he is a, he's an assassin. Like, assassin. Psycho T. Like, Did they call him Psycho T? Yeah, dude. But <laughs> physical, like physical in his routes, physical in, in, in blocking, like a true mismatch and a true personnel problem because he actually is a tight end. Like he's right. not just a big guy like Mike sometimes, yeah. <laughs> just a big guy who creates a mismatch in the passing game. Like he does create some some issues. And, you know, I, I think they've done a good job of getting those guys. We talked about it. I think there's more they can t- continue to do in the passing game with that room, not just Tyler, hey. you know, Yo, yeah. other guys that are starting to emerge like it's an advantage so i don't know man bold predictions here like it's to me again it's it's the six inches between our ears and the mentality because i, I don't think it's the talent thing anymore and i'm probably gonna get heat for that but i really don't think it is like i think it's like menta- mentality maturity how you approach this game and go what are y'all's keys go ahead jay okay. oh dang stop stop <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I, I looked up to read these, uh, get a head start on these uh, 
Yeah, that's cool. We'll get to, we'll get to we'll get to, to me. To me, our, our defense has to outshine their defense. You know, these are two top defenses in the Big Ten. That's the reality. You know, I don't really see this game being some crazy shootout. Like I look at this game being more of a 24-21, 27-24 type yeah. of game. So in the critical moments, our defense has to outshine their defense, whether that's because we had a pick six or turnovers or, you know, whatever the case may be, that's going to have to be a big factor. And then number two, like I said earlier in the game, is all the silent factors that we don't think too much about. When you have two even teams like that, those silent factors are going to be the separators. So whether that's penalties, mm-hmm. whether that is uh, special teams and getting good position or pinning them uh, within the 10-yard line on a great punt, those plays are going to be critical in this game because – the margin just for error is going to make it that much smart, smaller for either team. Yeah. We talked about that against Ohio State. The when we had them pinned the second drive of the, coming out of halftime, we had them pinned. They were kicking out of their end zone, and we didn't field it, and we lost like forty yards. The kid ended up having like a seventy-three yard punt because yeah. we didn't field right. it on the forty-yard line. He kicked the line drive right to us. Like that's those, those are huge. Those right. plays are huge. So if we can keep if we can keep them in, in situations where we make it so that for them it's the hardest and the margin of error is the smallest, I think we're gonna be all right, man. Right. Yeah. And with that, I mean, not a revolutionary answer, but complimentary football. Everything you said to me is just complimentary football. It doesn't have to be a perfect game, but field position, fielding the punts, getting a little yardage. When we do, when we punt the ball, pinning them deep doesn't, you know, put those situations on their part, pinning them deep, having our defense tee off from them, you know, flipping the field and things of that nature, the special teams battle. You know, we don't need a two punt returns by Daquan Hardy for touchdowns, but, you know, we may need that 10 yards, you know, that, that six yards or us not allowing them to get some momentum on a punt return, kick return, things of that nature. And then uh, defense, I mean, we know what it's going to be. I think, as I said, kind of the McCarthy game, I want to put him in a situation to make him win the game because mm-hmm. I like our chances for that. Yeah, you know, yeah. get after him, you know, lock up on these receivers. We know what Manny is, speaking to that confidence from coaches to players. We've seen that from day one with Manny. He's going to let it rip. It's going to be solo coverage. They've got some dudes on the outside. And to the McCarthy kid's credit, he can move. He's made a ton of great throws, seems to read it pretty well, so – I like to put the pressure on him, but that starts obviously with, you know, stopping the run. They haven't done, they haven't been the same Michigan in that regard. But I trust me, if, if I'm thinking, if I'm a player, remembering last season, they're going to come down and try to, you know, yeah. run the ball down your throat, test your will, if you may, to see if we can break you like that. And we don't even need to drop back and, and sling right. it. So, 100%. complimentary football altogether. I want Drew to breathe too. Look comfortable. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to, he's going to get a, he's going to get a second chance at the stage like this. Like just breathe, look comfortable and let it fly mm-hmm. and, and live with it. Like he just, he, he looked a little shell shocked against Ohio state. I just want him to breathe, right. let it rip and, and, and live with the results. Um, First yeah. time on the road. That's yeah. why I kind of like those QB draws, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't I think that's him. for him. But I said this before, like I like getting hit early in a yeah. game, like settled me in. Yeah. Like, honestly, like it, whether it was me getting hit or giving a hit, like tucking right. something and just getting a little bang, like it just settled. Yeah. I mean, I think he may be a little bigger than you, but if he gets that 6'5", 240 rolling, I don't necessarily want him to put his shoulder down, but if he kind of gets the better end of one of those plays, that can do a lot for a team, a sideline. You know how that goes. I'll and tell you, I was 245 at one point in time, though, when we, was in, when we were in the frat houses. I was a I want to see powered by powered by Natty Light and powered by Natty. Oreos. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's good stuff, man. We're going to be there. I'm going to be on the sideline, so I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, Jason, you'll be there in spirit, I know. Good luck this week. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Um, I think that's good stuff. High level. I think we're at that point in the season now where it, we know who we are. You know, we can get as nerdy as we want, but I think really that's everything we talked about. So um, this is good stuff. Appreciate your insight, Jay. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the mailbag, B. This is on you. Mailbag. Appreciate I, you guys. It's always that. fun. We know we make this a big part of our pod. Getting getting mm-hmm. the fans. You guys drive it. So um, what do we got, B? Yeah, I'll start with uh, not too many, but I'll start with Jody four eight five nine one six one zero. Not a question, just appreciation and respect for you all. Appreciate that, Jody. As a uh, hack said, you know we love this this component of the show, so I appreciate that little tidbit. Let me go ahead and favorite that now. Actually, there you go. Our guy Coker. We might have touched on this a little bit, but who else besides Dante Cephas? Who we've got? We got a. Saw a lot more of this past week. I loved it. Builds his confidence. Go win those one-on-one battles. But who else besides Dante Cephas and KLS uh, Lambert needs to step up at receiver this Saturday? Also, who was who was this style of play calling? Where was this style of play calling all year long? Feels like Drew is coming out of his shell. Quote: Trying to be perfect a little bit and just playing ball. I'll start with the first one. Who else in the receiver room? I'll jump right quick. Um, I, I don't think that it's been like a different play calling mentality. Like, like, it, like it's so hard to say that. Like, I think people people overanalyze that side of it. Like, play callers are play callers, man. Like, they have tendencies like everybody else. So I don't think that it's like been this big vast thing. Like, yeah, he threw that package in there in the red zone where they put Bo and Drew out at the same time. Mm-hmm. They ran that little switch, or whatever. Like, that's a cool little wrinkle. But again, like, I'm not a super fan of the gimmicky shit. Like I want them to continue to expand on what they do well and build counter punches off those things. And you're starting to see a little bit more of that. And I just think like Drew's starting to execute a little bit more. Um, You know, he just didn't execute against Ohio state. And that's like, again, the microscope that we're judging everything else off of like the rest of the year, like you can't really complain about what we've done. Um, So for me, you know, I I just want to see your continue to give him a little bit more leash and let him, you know, live and die and, and, and make some mistakes. Um, and I think he's starting to get a little more antsy with those types of things. I think that's good, right? Like you need, you need to throw some punches to, to, to win. You can't just continually be check, check down, check this, check that. Like you have to throw some punches to start winning games against really good teams. So I think he's starting to do that. And that's great. Um, a guy we've talked about, and I don't, I don't really know his status to be completely honest with you, but uh, you know, a guy I talked about early in the, in the year was that Malik McLean kid from Florida state. Yeah, I don't know right. if he's banged up or whatever, but if it's not this week, I think at some point throughout this, throughout the, in the latter half of the season, he's going to have a game that people are like, man, he's got the frame. He's got the talent, I think. So just, I think he could be a sneaky one to keep an eye on. Yeah. I saw him out there against Maryland back out at receiver. I, like you said, we haven't seen him in a while. And just if, you know, if he hears it, someone get this in there, keep running those routes the way you run them as we, you know, hasn't been coming your way yet, but you I'll never know. What was that? I said the ball will find you. Yeah, the ball will find you. I, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, Drew missed anything, but from my perspective, there were opportunities for him, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's the tough part about receiver. Ball is only going to go one way. That's why I can play. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, TL if I was a receiver, bro. I'm not running a go route and you ain't throwing me the ball. 
But <laughs> to your point, yeah, <laughs> he has he has a uh, ton of potential. Good to see him back out there, and his time is coming, as you said. And, yeah, and when it does, it, it almost it'll be like a light bulb went off. Like we got this six four kid that can move, and we saw it week one, you know, against yeah. West Virginia. But time is coming. Let Drew develop, and um, it'll get there. Yep. Um, yeah, Jay. I'm not gonna lie, man. This is this is to me the biggest question mark on our team. Yeah, is that receiver to me? Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's been spits and spurts of some guys stepping up some games, and I think, I mean, maybe there will be an X factor of a guy. I mean, that'd be awesome. And in games like this, that actually does tend to happen. An X factor of a guy that maybe hasn't been having a huge year just comes out and has a hundred yards. You know, like. But I think to me, I just haven't seen that consistency. And sometimes maybe that's the reason why I don't put too much on Drew when it comes to, you know, taking those shots and forcing the ball downfield because maybe it's actually because in practice there aren't a whole lot of guys separating themselves. And when he does it in practice, it do, it's not a good result because at the end of the day, what happens in practice is a lot of times what you see in the game. So if we're not seeing it in the game, maybe it's because it's it's not being translated from practice. So um, obviously Keandre, obviously Dante had a big game last last game, and it, that's that's good to see. But I think even from those guys, I just want to see more consistency. And I think yeah. with that consistency, that'll allow us to see that evolution of Drew starting to really throw that ball downfield and let it fly like we want to see him do. Yep. That's a great point. Yeah. Great point. And uh, once again, I know we keep saying it, the aces, the tight ends, I believe that's where the the mismatches will create themselves more so. I mean, the guys on the outside have speed, but I think those big dudes kind of have a little more combination of everything that we've been saying to create mismatches. And then, like I said, it's not going to be four yards of separation every route. You know, it's, it's still going to take Drew to put the ball where they can get it and give them a shot, as Hack's been saying. And we're seeing that more and more and more over the middle and hitting things in rhythm. So look out for those tight ends again. I, you know, a lot of con- I have a lot of confidence in those guys um, myself. And then I think last one, not I don't. Well, we'll start with G Money, Grant Grasha, Jason Cabenda. You bless us with an incredible walkthrough tour of the PSU locker room with Maria Taylor before the 2017 Michigan game. Any chance we get part two of that this year? Uh, for this game, for good luck. Guys, working, bro. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not for this game, but maybe maybe me and Maria could work something out. Uh, maybe in a, in a, a few years. Wait, were you, were you singing Drake to her? He says, "And can we get Jason to sing some Drake again?" He pressured me to sing in the beginning of the interview. And I sang, by the end, I was I was basically forced to give him a little something. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Maria maybe Taylor. I, <laughs> I always like Maria Taylor. She's a good one. Yeah, she's good people's. Uh, what else we got? Do we have anything else? If not, that's okay. I'll hit you with something, Jay. I always ask a lot of our guys, do you have, give me two top, top two memories in your Penn State time on the field and off the field? Oh, okay. Uh, top memory on the field. I feel like I got a tie, man, between, you know, Big Ten Championship and then, you know, being Ohio State that same year, I think. Mm. Those are like hand in hand just because I feel like the Big Ten championship for us was just like <clears throat> it was like such a culmination of like the struggle, not just the struggle of recent years of, of, you know, the things that Penn State had gone through, but like also just the struggles that we went through in the beginning of that, of that year as a team. Yeah. So um, I think a culmination of those things made that that Big Ten championship so special and just 
that game overall. <laughs> that, game, that game overall, you know, being down, was it down? We were down like 28-7 at halftime to come back to win that game. I mean, it was – that game was – it was dope. And then the Ohio State game, just the fact that, I mean, the whole world was rooting against us, wide out, night game, number two in the country, unranked. I mean, like – that game had all the football guys, like all the hype, all of like the whole storyline was so perfectly put together for that game to happen the way that it did. I mean, we had a kick six in that game. I mean, me, I hadn't, I, I hadn't played. Me, you yeah. come back, you know, say you come back from injury. Like everything oh, yeah. about that game just came together so picture perfect that I mean, for it to end the way it did. I mean, the whole and it's funny because that was a full circle moment for me because as a recruit. I had gone to y'all's quadruple overtime win against Michigan, and that was the first time in my life I'd ever been or ever been at a place where the whole crowd stormed the field. And, you know, yeah. like that level of emotion, I was the first time that I'd seen that in person. So being a part of that in an actual game and winning that game and being in it on the field and just being flooded of people, I couldn't even get back to the locker room. I mean, that, yeah. that whole – that night was – that night was super special. I'll never, ever forget that, ever. Yeah. That's that's something – it kind of reminds me, of, like my dad always says, you'll never understand until you have a kid, a child of your own. But, like, it's the same to me as when you're in high school especially, then you're even a player at Penn State, whatever school it may be, and you hear older guys come back like, yo, savor the moments, you know, just, like, rejoice every moment, the good, the bad, while you're here because you don't get it back, da-da-da. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But until you're done looking back, it's like, dang, I could, I had an impression on a young 17-year-old to want to want to come here and be calm and have his own moments in this beautiful place of Penn State, you know, to create something like that. So that's something also, guys, I know it's hard to really see as a 22-year-old just trying to go to school, make plays, and do what you have to do. But, like, you do have an everlasting effect on many people, not just fans, coaches, but, like you said, players, Keep that legacy going. It's a it's a beautiful thing. And when you go out there and perform, and to make the magical moments magical in your favor, those big nights like we have, or big noon day like we have this Saturday, it makes it all the sweeter when you come up uh, victorious. So, looking forward to seeing that happen. Still have all that confidence that I uh, that these guys will go out there and perform, execute, because that's all that's all it comes down to. So, no doubt, that's all, that's all I got. That's the last bit of questions. Jay, I appreciate you. Hack of course, you, uh, appreciate y'all, man. It's good to see you. We got to get you back on. We'll do some more stuff. We'll chop it up. I, yeah. Good I'm luck. with it. Y'all, y'all, y'all know it's media space, man. So yeah. anytime y'all got an op for me, man, I'm, I'm there. I'm all about it. I know you are. Well, that's it, man. That's the pocket. We got a, we got a big one this week. We're all excited. We'll all be locked in just like you guys. So, um, as always, we appreciate the love on the mailbag. Keep them coming. Uh, follow us on all our shows on all, on all of our socials, State Media PSU. Follow Mercury for you know the full broad spectrum of what we're doing. Um, and then uh, don't forget to hit the merch. We got we got merch. So I <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys. And as always, we'll catch you next week.